man what is up welcome back to the social skills for dummies podcast um it's the host of this podcast dallas um man i know it's been a while since you heard from me um but hey we back again with another one um in this episode just to reintroduce myself to the podcast because you know structuring these episodes out it takes a lot of mental power you know the structure the story structure that i want um so that it hits the way it hits you know it hits the way it's supposed to to really communicate a point you know in 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 life communicating a point uh in a way that actually hits home it's about structure it's about the story structure and the way it actually is paced out across an episode and so i'm going to take it light for this episode just to break myself back into it man and today i kind of want to talk about just give a little perspective or a really big perspective actually uh that i've come across in the last you know few months that i've been gone um you know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know if this podcast is going away, but keep listening, um, and it will be real as time goes on. But you know, one of the perspectives that I want to give you, and you know, I, I'm kind of like wishy-washy about it going to go away because so many of you have been listening. Like, I appreciate you all for listening. Like, it's been a lot of people listening lately. Even in the month that I've been gone, a lot of people listening have, have listened in, and so you know, I kind of want to just show up for y'all now. Um, you know, I've been gone. And I've been gone because, you know, I'm like a wanderer. I have to go out and learn things in order to discuss them. I'm not just going to keep dribbling off the top of the head, uh, dribbling down old, uh, beating a dead horse, um, whittling down old topics to the bone until they no longer have any meaning or relevance. I want to come in here with something nice, something fresh, something revolutionary every time. And so that's why I've been gone for a while, just learning more, experiencing more, living more life so that I can talk more about life. But today I want to talk about a big perspective that I hadn't had before uh, that I've maybe discussed on here a little bit but i've been braced you know more time has gone on that's made a lot of sense to me and it's, uh, the perspective i want to bring was really demonstrated by uh the last day one of the last days i had at work um you know um or the one of the days i had to work within the last week um you know the way you know i work at a casino and the way it's you know segmented is you know they're 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 it was segmented in the past you know there were specialized areas Okay, they would be the main floors, what they call it, with the regular casino games and uh, the, the the regular casino dealers, the, you know, the normal, the standard. Um, and, you know, regular casino dealers would come in and they're the regular guys. They would wear a uniform and things like that, and it'd be pretty, pretty standard every day. Same procedure, you know, on every game, it'd be uniform. Okay, whereas... Uh, you know, in the past, there was a, a, a seg, you know, a, sec, a separate section of the casino, a specialized section um, that was called sexy poker. Okay, um, and the sexy poker dealers, they would wear like heels and dresses and things like that, and do their makeup and their hair a certain type of the way. And that area was almost like its own island, like it had its own culture, it had its own atmosphere, and people behaved differently in that section. Um, the dealers, their procedures were different in that section. But there came a moment in time where, you know, the the owner of that section, you know, the the casino that I work in, uh, a new a new owner took over had recently, well, last year in December, I believe it was. Um, and so the deal that he had with the owner of that, the last, the deal the last owner had with the owner of the section, the sexy poker section, um, you know, was kind of, you know, running its last terms. It was running, running the last of his terms. It was on course for expiration. And so the owner of that section, you know, uh, I believe he tried to negotiate a new deal under similar circumstances with the new owner of the overall casino, but uh, the deal kind of fell through, and so the owner kind of left the casino. Uh, and with that, instead of firing the dealers that were over in that section, they decided to integrate 
the specialized deal in a sexy poker section into the standard casino. Okay, and so they became a part of the overall casino. And instead of doing that game that they were doing, they would do overall every game. Okay, and so when they were integrated into that section, and when they're integrated into the whole of the casino, they had to go through a few weeks of training, which felt like forever. It actually felt like a few months um, of learning the regular casino floor games. Um, and so one such game is Baccarat. Okay, and so they're integrating into the casino, but it's a rocky process because these are they're numerous games. You know, um, you, and a lot of them have different houseways, which is the rules for how you deal the cards in the game or how you organize the cards in the game to be the most effective. Um, the optimal playing strategy is what houseway is, um, and, and and different things like that. And so there's a lot to learn, and it takes, you know, for me it took, you know, to to be a banker on the games, it took about about a year and some change and so for them to do it in a few weeks is really really intense and really impressive at the same time and so these young ladies when they're integrated in the casino it was a rocky process so last week uh i was on a table uh, a baccarat table and i had one of the 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 dealers from the sexy poker section uh she was the dealer at the table you know a friend of mine actually um and so i was helping her throughout the game um it just happened so that on this particular table you know, for whatever reason, the shoe, that's what they call the thing that contains the cards, uh, shut down. And so, whereas most of the time, you know, you're unable to make houseway mistakes on the game of Baccarat. Because of the shoe, it won't produce another card until the hand is finalized. Okay? And so, the way Baccarat is dealt is there are four cards on the table. And you add cards on the basis of what cards, what the cards are revealing. What are the numbers of the cards and what they total up to. Okay? And so the shoe, uh, it won't let you add a card where you shouldn't, okay, essentially. So um, it just so happened so with one of the dealers that were new to the, you know, the standard section, you know, the card machine actually shut down. Um, and so you could add as many cards as you want. You could fuck up the houseway. You could do whatever you want with it. Um, and so there was a point in time where the players on my table, they were cool people. Um, I'm out Manhattan Beach right now. Um, at a park, it's called, uh, it has a name, it's uh, the park north of Manhattan Beach Pier, uh, it's a really, one of the most beautiful parks I've ever seen in my life, it's, it's amazing, um, but super tranquil, super peaceful, it has amazing, I can see straight to the ocean from where I'm sitting on this little park bench, uh, I'm going to go down to the ocean in a little bit, you can probably hear the breeze in the background from the ocean, unless this mic is really just that good, um, but essentially, I see one of the players down here. Uh, just yesterday, because I was down here yesterday also, um, I take these little fancy, like, buses, like, I, I didn't know they existed, like, the Commuter Express, they're fancy to me, because I'm, I'm a Baltimore guy, I'm an East boy, you know, from the East Side, um, and I grew up broke, so things like that, coach buses are super fancy to me, I don't know, maybe they're not to you, but they are to me, maybe you do private jets, but I don't, um, but to get to the, the gist of the story, um, you know, uh, the players are nice, but no one likes to feel like they've been cheated out of money, and so, you know, the players are betting on the game. Um, and there are two sides in Baccarat. There are four cards, but there are two sides. Essentially, one side has the total closest to nine to win. Okay? Whichever side has the total closest to nine wins. So if you think about cards, they've got two, two sides, two cards each side. And you read the total of cards. So if you have two of diamonds and a six of clubs, you have eight on one side. If you have three of diamonds and two of clubs on the other side, you have five on the other side. The side with eight wins is essentially how it goes. You're essentially doing basic math. You're adding the number on the cards to determine which side wins. The sides are labeled banker and player. 
uh, don't get wrapped up in all this information. This information isn't too important. Um, and so, essentially, we dealt out a set of four cards, two of the sides. Um, and, you know, um, the total between the two cards, I believe, came out to, you know, um, the player side, which everyone had bet the player side. It, the player side was like a four or something like that. And the banker side was like a three or something like that. Or, or, or I believe the player side was a... I don't remember exactly what it was, but I believe the player side was something like a six and the banker side was like a five or something like that. Uh, but according to the hit chart, the last we were supposed to draw another card at, you know, the dealer at the table, she was new to the game. So she didn't know we were, you know, destined to draw a new card. And so she had said that, well, the player side had actually won. OK. Uh, and I was like, no, we have to draw another card. And so we drew another card and the banker side won decided that they didn't bet on and so when all the players lost they were pretty upset and they they tried to contest it like no that's not houseway um you're not supposed to draw another card uh they got the floor involved you floor you know floor is the, the boss of the dealer um and they was like you know you're not supposed to draw another card we won that hand this that and the third they were pretty upset about it um and so the floor um floor man who was actually a lady uh, but that's just the title i guess floor man floor lady whatever you want to call it you know, uh, sided on my side because it is the rules. It is the house way. You're supposed to draw another card, and they, in fact, did lose that hand, even though the dealer had confirmed to them they had won because she didn't necessarily... She wasn't really up to date on the house way just yet. It was still... It wasn't It wasn't as fresh in her memory uh, seeing that is new to her. Okay, I don't know why they question my opinion on house way as if I don't sit there every day. And Anyhow, you know, I haven't done that for more than a year at this point. You know, just learn and focus and study this you know i know they play every day but it's it's not the same level of attentiveness um and so we hit another card and they end up losing um so they're a little sour about it but they continue to play so a few hands go by boom 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 they're playing they're playing they're playing they're losing they're getting winning they're up they're down they're even um and then a few hands later about four or five hands later there are two bets on the game one of the bets called the dragon bet and if you bet it you, it pays 40 to 1. So if you have $5, multiply that by 40, you get $200. If you get bet $10, multiply that by 40, you get $400. There's another bet on the game called the Panda Bet. And it pays you at a $25 multiple. Okay, So if you have $5, you bet $25, you get $125. If you bet $25, you get $625. Because that's 25 times 25. And so they're betting, they're betting, they're betting, they're playing these bets, they're playing these bets, they're playing these bets. And, you know, um, you know, four hands later, the panda bonus actually hits. And one of the players happened to have bet $25 on it. I don't remember exactly what the other player bet on it, but they hit at a decent amount. They recouped what they lost in the hand that they were complaining about in the, sub, uh, the subsequent hand, the following hands. And so, you know, he made a decent amount. And I believe he got up and left the table because he was satisfied with the money he had made. He was pretty happy after that. Um, to, you know, I... And that illustrated a, a very powerful point to me, because if you rewind, you know, and focus on a particular moment in history where, you know, I said, OK, you have to it's it's part of the houseway to hit another card. And they lost that hand they were complaining about. If we hadn't hit that card, it would have changed the order of the cards overall. And the panda bonus down the line would have never come because the organization of the cards would have been altered by one additional card uh, or, yeah, they would have one additional card. And so it would have threw off the order. 
And one of the things that impressed upon me was the idea or motif that I've been stewing on for the last few weeks. And the idea is this. We complain about our lives. We become upset about our lives. We don't like our lives. We don't like certain events and things that have happened in our lives up until this point. But because, you know, uh, there is a latticework of events, you know, a broader picture of fate overall that is coming together. Um, there are strings, you know, being pulled uh, and dominoes falling that are leading to events that we can't yet see that are beyond our field of vision. Our accuracy and our judgment on the events that happen today is not very accurate. You know, we cannot tell whether the things that we happen in life, happen in our lives, are for better or for worse. And so, whereas you think losing a hand might be the worst thing, it may set you up for a bonus later down the line. And so we judge the things that happen in our lives. Like, okay, this moment is bad. I lost my girlfriend. I lost my keys. I lost my car. But what happens with the alternative is unbeknownst to us. It may happen so that if you hadn't lost your keys and been late to work, you have gotten in a car accident, you'd be dead. Or maybe the fact that you lost your keys sets up a sequence of events later down the line to where you win the lottery for a million dollars. Every million dollar lottery winner has had setbacks probably that day or that week that led them to be there at that exact moment. Whereas if they hadn't had that setback, they wouldn't be there at that exact moment. Our identification of what is good and what is bad in the now is not actually accurate at all. And what is good and what is bad overall, there's an element of luck to it. There's an element of chance to it. And we should let that dude cook. You know, we should let life cook. We should observe more than we try to identify, more than we try to judge, more than we try to complain about the events that are occurring in life because we have no idea. And so that kind of guides us to one of the biggest motifs of the last year of this podcast um it is important i think as we go forward you know and as you continue to listen uh one of the biggest things in social skills is you have to surrender you have to you know acknowledge that you know there is a luck stat there is an element of chance there is an element of faith fate not everything that happens now not everything that you want is for you but a lot of the things that you miss is setting you up for something that's worse or greater and that you cannot tell and so don't let things weigh on you don't let things burden you don't let things get you down because you don't know what comes next you don't know what this event actually means in the overall scheme of your life and so when you go out when you socialize when you're scared to talk to somebody when you have a bad moment you know don't let these things weigh you down don't let these things burn your battery out be open to the possibility that you perform to the extent of your skills but there is a different plan. There is a greater plan. Or there is a worse plan. Be open to the fact that life doesn't have to progress in a way that is favorable. Life can progress in a way that it is unfavorable. That is undesirable. And it is not on us to judge it. Or not on us to feel a way about it. But on us to observe it. And be graceful. And you know, when it is our time in the sun to lap up those moments. And lap up the moments where it isn't. You have to surrender and kind of just follow the flow of life. You have to let go and have an ease to the day, to the events, to life itself. And I find that when you have an ease, when you have let go, it saves enough mental capital for when it is on you to perform to the extent of your skills. You can do so because you're not so burnt out um, with things that are out of your control.
or things that were in your control but that didn't go in your favor you know um you know it, it, there's a thing in life you have to work you have to grind but you can't be the th- you can't be the grind you can't be the reward you are you regardless you can't be a neutral positive embracing force of what is happening in front of you and when you are that neutral positive embracing force of what happened for you there's a lot more wind in your sails to be that force in the moments where okay the lack that works in your favor and it will count so with that being said just enjoy the show enjoy you know follow the wave you know what i'm saying have a constant neutral positive great attitude because you recognize this isn't all there is this is the surface this is the the catalyst for something else this is not the end all be all um enjoy your life um and 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 watch it work i don't exactly know what i mean by that but i think i said it you know i I second guess some of the things that i say sometimes but i i hope that makes sense this is dallas this is social skills for dummies and watch if you do this you have a lot more wind in your sail for the social activities that you partake in you know failure won't weigh you down as much failure most times is before you know your greatest successes and so go in there with that mindset you know go into relationships go into you know uh, bonds go into the the acts that you're fond of with that mindset and you'll, you'll succeed a lot more that was one of the biggest ideas from pickup that i learned from Owen cook you know you have to want something very badly I said that really wrong. You have to, you have to, you have to intend on getting something. You have to go swing for the fences, but you have to be, you know, uh, uh, detached from the outcome. And so going there with that type of duality uh, within you, and so um, it allows you to be so much better than you are. So with that being said, I'm not going to drag this episode out. I'm surprised it's been 18 minutes already. I'm going to go head down to the beach. Um, and enjoy my day. I packed a lunch today because I'm trying to be more healthy. But I'm going to get a drink from Starbucks. This is Dallas. This is Social Skills for Dummies podcast. I'll see you probably tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be posting a lot more recently because I have a lot on my mind to unload. We're going to continue the saga that I was going down to. Uh, we're going to hit one more episode. Uh, I left you all on a cliffhanger. We're going to hit one more episode. Kind of um, elaborating on some of the findings that I made. And, and putting icing on that cake. so uh, Or the cherry on top of that, that, that ice cream. Uh, and until then, I'll see you. Thank you so much for listening. Continue to listen. Subscribe. Rate this podcast. Um, it's a lot of you out there. Rate this podcast. You know, um, and also, I have a little program coming out. Uh, it'll come out. Today was the start of summer. This is the first day of summer. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Uh, and so on June, no, July 21st, uh, I'll open up the program for probably that week. Maybe three, two, three days of that week. Um, and the program would be awesome. The program would be epic. Um, it's going to be a program that obviously transforms your social skills. Um, a lot of people listen to podcasts. You want to learn how to be more social. Uh, and it'd be a program that transforms your social skills. Okay. Um, and it doesn't improve your social skills. It changes them. Um, a lot of the concepts I talk about in this podcast I've been talking about for a while is that, you know, social skills isn't a matter of learning how to be social. It's a matter of as soon as you empty out the, the false and limiting beliefs that you were you know, drowned by, by your parents or society, whatever, as soon as you remove all the trauma out of the way, your natural social self comes to the surface. And that's a lot more easy than, okay, I got to go and learn how to be social. I got to go to the bars and clubs and find out all these different things. You're already a social person. You're already a social superstar. 
And so, you know, if you want your true persona to come out, your true personality, if you want more of those moments where you lock eyes with people and they just get it, they understand you, there's a glow in their eye because they, they love, they admire you, they accept you as a leader, as a brave person, as, as a lover, as a, as, as a potential romantic partner. Um, you want more of those moments where it just feels easy. Um, and you don't want to go out and do a million different things or da 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 spin and you got to learn a million different tricks or have a million different dollars or whatever. You know, work on your confidence by doing X, Y, and Z. Um, this program is going to show you how to do it. Um, I think it'll probably be called 10 Keys to Social Mastery or something like that. But it's going to be super quick program, super simple, and it's going to be quick 10 keys. And that's all. And it'll absolutely change everything for you. So if you're looking forward to the program, it'll be out um, July 21st. It'll be the first day to be available and it'll be available for a few days and only for a few people because there is also, if you want it, you can, you know, sign up for live coaching. One on one coaching also as a part of the program, a little bonus I'm throwing in there. Um, and so it'll be limited. It'll be a limited program to probably about 50 people. So uh, and more than people, more than that, we'll listen to this episode a lot more than that. So um if you're looking forward to the program, it'll be about 10 keys to social mastery or social transformation. And it'll be out July 21st. Okay. July 21st. That's in approximately 30 days in a month or in a month. And so look forward to that program. Um, I look forward to, uh, you know, putting out for y'all. I spend a lot of time thinking over what actually goes into this program. So, um, with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.